Hello, this is Ruin Willow with the Oh Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow podcast. Welcome to my podcast where I talk about sex, sexuality, sexual health, things to help you have better sex solo and with a partner and partners. And I have experts on and I create erotic fiction for you. It includes erotic improv. Okay, so my guest today is Felicity Azura, and she is a professional cuddler, an erotica author. She is a dancer, a filmmaker, and she is a podcaster at the Pro Cuddle Hustle Podcast. And she is really a professional cuddler. People hire her to cuddle them. And this is a real thing. It's her real job. And it's really interesting to find out about this, meeting people's needs of touch and affection and intimacy. She also is now providing duo cuddles with another cuddle professional. She has tour dates in September and October. So you can check out her information and find out if you would like to work with her. She's on TikTok as Cuddle Felicity, YouTube as Magnolia Flowers, and others as Pro Cuddle Hustle. You can probably also find her on social media if she's on that particular platform by hashtag Pro Cuddle Hustle. She also does things where she rents out Airbnbs for her cuddle time and hotels, and she makes house calls. And on YouTube, she does dance videos, so you can find more about her in those ways. It's really an interesting thing. It's really a job. There are people out there who are professional cuddlers, and that is their job. So find out more about what she does how she does it, and she even discusses how much money she makes doing this as well. So it's a very interesting thing, and maybe someday you would like to hire a professional cuddler for your own self. Quick mention to my sponsors, I am an ambassador for Manscaped, manscaping products to keep your body ready for sexy times. You can take care of your beard, take care of your skin, your groin area, Shavers to shave your groin area. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, baby, with their shavers. They're amazing products, and I think they're just fantastic. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code, my promo code, RuinWillow20, R-U-A-N-W-I-L-L-O-W-2-0. So check them out. They also have nice undies for men and skin scrubbers and Oh, all kinds of yummy things to get yourself ready for sexy times, baby. Do it. And I am also an ambassador for Kiru Sex Toys. You can get 10% off on sex toys for men and women. They have many amazing sex toys for men as well, patterned after actual women. And they have amazing sex toys for women too. Like I have my pearls. I have the pink and the blue. I love my pearls. They're so strong. I love their shape and maneuverability. They are fantastic. I use them quite frequently and they're just amazing. And you can get 10% off. Ruin Willow 10 for that one. You can get 10% off. So check out their sex toys. They have a wide array of sex toys. I also have an exclusive level to this podcast. If you would like to join for $3 a month, you can get all those episodes that have the little lock on them. Okay, we're going to get into this, find out more about what Felicity does. It's so very interesting and unique. And it's a thing. It's a real thing. You too can hire a professional cuddler if you so choose. Okay, are we ready? Let's go. Hello, my name is Felicity and I am a sex worker, professional cuddler, and a podcast host. I've been podcasting for four years now and 
I love guests speaking on other people's podcasts. Ruan and I actually recorded an interview, I think in April of this year, but that file eventually got lost. So a lot has happened since the last time we spoke, and I'm excited to get into it. Well, welcome, Felicity. I'm so excited to talk to you again. And that was so heartbreaking to lose our chat. It was mm-hmm. such a bummer. But, you know, we're redoing it. We're It's not gone forever because we're redoing a talk. And welcome to my podcast. I'm really excited to chat with you and find out what you've been doing. From the top of my head, one of the things that happened since we last spoke was I performed at this one festival that happens in San Francisco every single year. It's been going on since 1998, so the year I was born, and <laughs> was it's a festival that was started by the late Carol Lee, who's a champion for sex workers' rights. She recently passed, so may she rest in peace. Yeah. But people are keeping her memory alive by continuing nice. her sex worker film festival and There are some days where it's like a bunch of sex workers reading their erotica at a live, not library, a bookstore. And then other days, it's a live variety show where people are doing stand-up comedy and pole dancing and reading erotica. I read my erotica at a long-standing film festival. and. It was, I don't have any video recordings of me doing it. It was invigorating. I I had a wonderful time and I will absolutely do it again next year with some brand new erotica. I specifically chose a piece of writing that I had never performed before. So first day of the festival, I was at a bookstore and I read erotica that I wrote about Pregnant sex and uh, yes, uh, specifically pregnant anal. And then on the day of the live variety show where I was performing at an on an actual stage, I chose to read erotica I wrote about a cuckolding scene. Ah, okay, gotcha. Nice. Yeah, was it fun? I mean, was it was it all you expected? Did you feel just like? Yes, the audience actually laughed at the variety show. They like every couple of lines, I could tell there were some people in the crowd who were amused. Um, The crowd at the bookstore was much smaller. It was a small bookstore, nothing Mm. like a big auditorium. But um, I got to meet so many wonderful people at that festival. That's really cool. Were you nervous to do it or were you like, this is cool and you're more excited? Oh, I was nervous when I was reading bookstore because mm-hmm. the other public speakers they when they were reading their writing they're like reading their super serious you know movie review portraying sex workers and then here I am and I'm like you want to <laughs> hear about some pregnant anal that never happened I just came up with it <laughs> yeah but members of the audience enjoyed the erotica it was a nice um change of pace People well, like stories, you know, and, and if yeah. you're acting them out, people like that. You know, it's it's definitely interesting to people. Yeah, I I like being the silly goose of the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you enjoyed performing. That's wonderful. And you're going to do it again. And so that you then you have several months here before you have to have your final piece 
ready for you to read again. So it'll be next summer, right? So it'll be 2024. Yeah, the film festival, I believe, happens every single May. Oh, in May. Okay, I was thinking it was August. No, we're talking in August, but you did it in May. Okay, got it. So the festival is in May. Do they ever like film any of that, stream it on the web or anything? Or is it just totally just a local thing people go I, to? It might just be a local thing, but in the in the next year, maybe they'll experiment with live streaming. I mean, right. ever since its inauguration in 1998, there would be some days of the festival that would occur in San Francisco and then other days that would occur in Oakland. And I have oh. never been to a conference or a festival or whatever where some days there are two different locations and they're like 10 miles apart. I had never heard of that until right. I attended this festival, but it's to accommodate, you know, people on the peninsula and then oh. accommodate people in the East Bay because tra traffic, yeah. <laughs> just traffic. Right. Oh, absolutely. So you are also a professional cuddler in addition to being an erotica author and you're a podcaster. Say the name of your podcaster and what it's about. My podcast is called Pro Cuddle Hustle Podcast and it is the world's first podcast about professional cuddling, the cuddle industry, cuddle parties, the like. And I saw the need for representation that wasn't a complete outsider trying to make sense of my very esoteric job. Right. I think, no, I don't think. It's rare for a cuddle therapist to interview another cuddle therapist. And I want that to be more frequent. So I am being the change that I want to see in not just the podcasting sphere, but just media as a whole. Absolutely. It's a great aspiration and important to do. I completely agree. And so what, so who have you interviewed? Have you had a, a specific one that you really enjoyed talking with? Ooh, the most recent audio that I finished editing is of Jessica Martin. Okay. And she is a dear friend of mine. I'm actually going to meet up with her in a couple of hours. She oh, lives nice. in an entirely different state, but she often visits my area. So we get to, meet up every time she's here and it's so nice to be able to talk to other professional cuddlers in person not just over zoom but in person and oh yeah for sure it's it's so rewarding to have an in-person friendship oh yeah who, and i've never offered duo cuddles before with clients mm -hmm. but sure. I call her my duo partner. She told me that she's found some clients who are willing to cuddle both of us simultaneously oh, oh. for September. So oh, okay. nice. I am going to do something for the very first time in September. <laughs> and I'm excited. I've spoken to some of my clients and I've yet to have someone say that they want both at the same time, but I am keeping my hopes up that will nice. happen. Oh, for sure. So tell people what that consists of. Like, what do you do and what is your particular, or what is your usual session like with a client? Are they all different? It's all different because 
everyone has different needs, for example. Some people prefer to be listeners instead of talkers. Some people want to hear me talk about my life. And then there are other people who are more talkers and they want me to listen to what they have to say. I've had some tell me their entire life story the first time I ever meet them. And then I have some people who don't tell me a very important transition of their life until we've seen each other for three years consistently. And so everyone's different. And with the double cuddles, I am looking forward to that because especially if a client is more of a listener type, they don't want to talk. It'd be Uh refreshing to hear two people who are friends uh, Mm -hmm. talk to each other. So you don't feel like you have to fill the silence if there is a silence. Right. Oh, absolutely. I could totally see that being very appealing to some people. And so basically what you do is you visit their home, correct? Yeah, I often do house calls. I don't have an office. A lot of cuddle therapists will literally rent mm-hmm. an office in a business building to snuggle clients. Mm-hmm. I've met I've met cuddle therapists who have multiple offices. Wow. And I'm like, how do you pay for your rent and all those rents? Like, can't do that. Just can't. And I understand that there's more safety with that. Yes. But one of the reasons why I became a professional cuddler is because I like having a flexible work schedule. If I had an office that I was paying rent for every single month, I would feel compelled to never take a break because I got to pay my own rent and I got to pay rent for that office. Can't take a break. And that sounds completely against why I started doing this in the first place. And so I sometimes host in hotels. Sometimes I host in Airbnbs. I've yet to start using Peer Space and Verbo, but those are other options I have been looking into. Mm -hmm. And with hotels, it's wonderful because you can just select this filter that's like you pay once you show up at the property instead of send, oh, you know, do a deposit. Yes. Yeah, but I won't even choose that hotel room unless I have at least one confirmed cuddle booking. Right. Well, that makes sense because you need to make your money and you got to make it worth your while. Mm-hmm. I totally can understand that. Yeah, sure. And so what do you love about doing it? What's your favorite part? We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, (laughs) Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean shaven for spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, "Hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. It is 
an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads. One for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. (laughs) Spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. Okay, this is this is a scary part, but also a very exciting part. So uh, I sound very masochistic right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I do like how there's very very it's it's a blessing and a curse. There's so little information out there right now, which is is pretty bad if you're like and new to the industry you're like where do i go if i need help and on the plus side since there's very very little mm-hmm. i feel like i can this sounds so selfish but i can be the first to do a lot of things like i'm the first sure. person to start a podcast about this I've been contacted by several cuddle party facilitators asking, Mm. hey, I know you're sponsoring this dance competition, but can you sponsor my upcoming cuddle party? I've really got to get back to those people. But (laughs) that is one of the many, many side projects of mine. I don't know any other person who can say that they're a sponsor, a cuddle party. Like there's a bunch of cuddle party facilitators worldwide, but I don't know how many people can say that they sponsor cuddle parties. And so (laughs) (laughs) one of the people I've interviewed for my podcast, they're all the way in the United Kingdom. I live in the United States Mm -hmm. and they host cuddle parties in Bristol. And so I really got to reach out to them and be like, hey, hope you're doing well. Do you use PayPal? Because I would love to sponsor one of your cuddle parties because I really love what you're doing. And unfortunately, I don't pay my guests to speak on my show. Right. In an ideal world where capitalism still exists, I would be paying (laughs) all of my guests. But I, I am already investing hundreds and hundreds and even thousands of dollars into my podcast. And so... I think maybe to make up for the fact that I'm not paying my interviewees, I could sponsor events that they're hosting. Yeah, and for sure. That gets, you know, their audience more familiar with me. Mm-hmm. And the most listened to episodes of my podcast are the ones I made in like 2019. I have uh. <laughs> grown so much as a person and podcaster since the year I started. I am not going to stop interviewing other cuddle therapists. I love doing it. And it's fun to edit those episodes where I'm not just listening to my voice. And (laughs) whilst I am a bit melancholy that my newer episodes get like 20 to 40 listens, Mm. even a month after posting, I 
I have faith. I mean, it's, I don't really understand how podcasting work, but I know that our world is dominated by algorithms and I am, I am learning how to be a sustainable, like long-term supporter of other people because if i paid someone for an interview one time that's just that's just like a one-time paypal transaction it's good but right. if we if i were to do something like sponsored cuddle party i think that's going to have a lot more return on yeah. investment and that just i mean if this industry was way more established i would still be doing this if there were a ton of other professional cuddling podcasts, I would still be doing this. But since other people aren't, kind of get to be the first voice for the industry for a lot of people, which is a huge responsibility. There's only so much control I have. Like, I, I'm hoping since I am like the guinea pig that I'm blazing trails for the future and future people won't be asked the same three questions that I am constantly asked. What are those? Because I'm sure people listening probably are in the same boat. <laughs> just just look at my TikTok, man. So <laughs> frequently the comment, I don't know what's in the air, but like for the past three weeks or something, I've been getting a lot of TikTok comments that are like, what do you, what do professional cuddlers do when they fall in love with a client? I've gotten this from numerous people and it's like, and yes, yeah, sometimes I make TikToks where it's like open ended and I'm like, send me your questions. And so sure. I'm like inviting this, yeah, but yeah. I've been refuting this <laughs> again and again and again and again. And it's always, I'm assuming it's like brand new people to my page who are asking this question yeah, that I've, I suppose. Yeah. Answered. And so it's, it's a question that lacks self-reflection. People got to self-reflect. They got to think in their brains. Why is this a question I want to ask? Because a lot of people, I feel like, <laughs> are addicted to their phones. and They don't really think right. before they hit send. True. And, and so I, I think I have to be the first person in their lives to ask them, well, why do you think this way? Right. Because <laughs> and so I asked those faceless accounts, <laughs> you think you can cuddle someone you're not related to without falling in love with them? And the answer is no. And if I was their like therapist or their life coach, I would keep the conversation going. Mm-hmm. Like, have you even tried to have right. non-romantic hugs with people? But I am not getting paid to do that. I use my TikTok to promote my podcast, Mm -hmm. there to redirect them to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, (laughs) all those platforms. And so, yes, I use my social media as a place to give free education, but I got to get something back, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not paying me for snuggles, at the very least, you can support me for free by listening to my podcast and if you're not going to do that then right well that's non-reciprocal so yeah i've mm-hmm. gotten people complaining to me and they're like oh no they're like all the really 
popular international cuddle websites are banned in my country. Woe is me. And of course, I feel sorry for them because I want everyone to have their needs fulfilled. But I'm only like an average American. I'm not some president or policymaker. Like I can't change the laws in their country. Yes, I feel sorry for you. But what do you expect me to do? Yeah, you can't do anything. No, (laughs) about that. I'm sorry, but there's nothing I can do. No. And so when I tell those people, hey, I hear you, but you got to stop complaining in my mentions about laws that I have no control over. Right. Please exactly. stop. And then they'll just migrate to a different social media profile I'll have. And then like, and then they'll complain in my DMs and be like, oh, what is me? <laughs> Can't find a professional cuddler because all these websites are banned. And I'm like, I'm sorry, your needs are not getting met. Right. But this is, this is my business profile. This is this is my work, social media. Right. You're not here to listen to my podcast, which is absolutely free to do so. Mm. I don't really want you to DM me. Right. Exactly. That's where people are blurring the lines of what they need in their personal thing with your business. And it's your business. And mm-hmm. people are, and yeah, you're right. They're not getting their needs met. And that sucks. But there's literally nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. So what are the other questions they ask you? You said there's three. Okay, three was just the first number that came to my mind. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just telling you what has been happening. Yeah. What's yeah. been happening seasonally? Because every single season I get asked like the same three things. Like, <laughs> what do you do when you fall in love with a client? What are you going to do about my country banning this cuddle website? And like, <laughs> last question. Ooh, I should like pull up my social media. There you go. Then you'll see um, it. Um, Oh, gosh. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. Okay. This is less of a question and more of people assuming that they know more than they actually do. Uh-huh. So I am not claiming to be a lawyer. But if you were to speak to a lawyer and ask them, what are the laws about professional cuddling? They'll be like, first and foremost, most lawyers cannot agree on a definition of the word law, much less <laughs> the laws on professional cuddling. So uh-huh. um, a, a short rundown. A lot of lawyers debate if politicians are the law, if judges are the law, if the president is the law or prime minister, if I said lawmakers, judges, police. Yeah. Lawyers themselves cannot seem to agree on what the law is. It's very arbitrary. (laughs) And so when people ask me what the laws are, or if they try to one up me by telling me, actually, the law is this, you're going to tell me (laughs) a professional cuddler of five years, what the laws are when I'm assuming you're not a lawyer. And also I'm assuming you're not a professional cuddler. Right. And I'm assuming you didn't even know professional cuddling existed until you found my page like five minutes ago. Exactly. And so uh, what, the, they know what they're talking about. Yeah. One of the annoying comments I got the other day was something that is legal cannot be decriminalized. They're basically saying laws cannot change. And I'm like, have you not studied the history of humanity? Laws change. <laughs> I mean, uh, yes, yeah. some laws have been around for a while, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Things change. And so oh, gosh, the context gosh. of the TikTok was me saying, if you were to ask me what laws I would want for mm-hmm. the cuddle industry, I would prefer decriminalizing decriminalization over legalization and criminalization. Since mm-hmm. there are no legis there's no policies that I know of pertaining to my industry. I just behave as if it's criminalized. 
Other people were saying you sh- you shouldn't have to act as if it's criminal if there are no laws on it. It just means there's no laws on it. And I'm like, having absolutely no legal representation means that I have absolutely no legal protection. So right. I'm going to behave as if it's criminalized. Yeah, and then yeah. there's that one dopey person who is like, something that is legal right now cannot be decriminalized later. I'm like, but it's not even legal now. There are no laws saying that this industry is regulated. Right. We regulate ourselves. The government does not regulate us. And if you want to prove me wrong, you got to point me to the penal code and the statutes and the clauses that state our industry is regulated by the government. (laughs) Exactly. No such thing. (laughs) All the challenges of all these people that come at you and ask you questions. I'm sure you probably also get the question of how far do you go? What do you actually do? Is it, you know, because some people may think it crosses over into sex in some ways, you know, like. That's what a lot of people, I'm sure their brains go right there. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people don't want to pay for a woman's time if there's no orgasm involved. Like even right. with full service escorts, they're like, if she doesn't make me orgasm, she doesn't deserve any of my money. And I'm like, buddy, yeah. <laughs> buddy, it's. I was listening to a sex podcast last night and the episode was about orgasmless sex. And it was Mm -hmm. three women talking about orgasmless sex. And they were talking about how a lot of people need to shift their consciousness. It's possible to have enjoyable orgasmless sex and it's possible to have enjoyable orgasmless masturbation even. And so Mm -hmm. if society shifts in that direction, then I'm sure less and less people would be expecting yeah. orgasms every time they pay a woman for her time. And right. so I'm not trying to generalize all professional cuddlers as women. I know that some right. of us are cis men, some of us are non-binary, but sure. it is a very cis woman dominated industry. And mm-hmm. I think since it's a woman dominated industry with a mostly male clientele, that's uh-huh. why we get a lot of questions that other industries like like I think massage therapy is a woman dominated industry where most clientele are men okay if I'm wrong someone please correct me and so I know that a lot of massage therapists get asked do I get a happy ending with this and so I peruse massage therapist subreddits mm-hmm. and like I've seen forum posts where it's like how should I answer when a customer requests a happy ending? And then right. I've read so many hilarious responses like, say you don't offer happy endings, but say you offer miserable, sad endings. You announce that their dog died or something. <laughs> they have a sense of humor. And yeah. I have a sense of humor. So despite yeah. not being the exactly same profession, I I get a lot of value out of reading that. I bet. I don't really get asked for happy endings. It's literally just on TikTok where if I were to say, oh, I am sad that a client canceled the appointment this week, someone will chime in and say, well, that's probably because you don't offer happy endings, which somehow does not go against TikTok's terms and conditions. They're Makes no allowed sense. to say that. But there are so many things that just occur on the internet for my life. Like in my day-to-day life, I don't have cuddle clients just falling in love with me and are unable to to 
see me again because they have too strong of romantic feelings for me. (laughs) It's always people on the internet who make those assumptions. It's always people Uh, on TikTok who don't really know what they're talking about, who assume Uh that if somebody were to cancel an appointment with me, it's because I don't offer happy endings. And in actuality, Uh it's because life happens and I don't know, their car got totaled or whatever. Exactly. (laughs) Shit happens. (laughs) Yeah, I can tell you that. I think that people have the probably have the wrong perspective also because it's not very known, as you said. It's not known by a lot of people. You know, in fact, and I hadn't heard of it until I met you either. I didn't know that this was a professional role that could be out there for people. And I think it's great, though, but I didn't know it existed either. So I'm part of the people that didn't know. So I can understand that perspective, but you're doing a service, getting the message out there to the world. And hey, this is what it is. And this is what we do. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm your first exposure and that you did it. <laughs> me in 2018 when I was bumbling around and had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> right. I am so glad that I've gotten smarter. I do wish I kept a journal mm-hmm. when I was 19 and doing this for the first time. Journaling is great. I started journaling a little over a year ago and it's it's good to have a diary. Even if you're not taking post-cuddle session notes on every single client, it's good to have a diary where you're just like, well, this week, these are the thoughts I had about cuddle therapy. And last month, this was my biggest concern. And it's it's so humbling to read journal entries I wrote over a year ago. And I'm like, what I said so poignant. I am so proud of me. I'm so proud of myself. I don't even, I totally forgot. I forgot I ever said that, but I you am proud of myself for writing that down. And I'm proud of myself for keeping that journal entry. And I will probably bring it up the next time I get interviewed by somebody. I think it's a great thing to do. And you know what? Someday that could be your outline to write a memoir about it. If you ever have the aspiration to write a book about it, you have an outline and a template of to write about. You just follow along your, your journal. It's fantastic. Yeah. I I haven't really focused on writing a book this year. I say this every single year. I'm going to finish my manuscript by the end of this year. But <laughs> this summer, I've been hardcore focusing on interviewing other cuddle therapists. And mm, sure. it's, it's, it's like a huge weight has been lifted off my chest because back in 2019, I knew I would have to eventually interview other professional cuddlers for my podcast, mm, Sure, but I was too scared and now I'm no longer scared. And that's good. <laughs> yeah, I've been rejected by some people, but for every person who rejects me, I'm going to find a cuddle therapist who agrees. And that's, that's right. the mantra I have with cuddle clients for every single person who ghosts me. Okay, maybe not every single person who ghosts me, but for (laughs) like every five people who ghosts me, I'll find at least one client who actually meets me in person. And I'll eventually forget about every single person who rejects me unless I (laughs) write it down in my journal. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a bit controversial, but I have ranted publicly online about people who refuse to let me speak on their podcast and I'm like why do you think I'm not good enough and you know I would 
ask my boyfriend for emotional support and he'll be like, oh, okay, I think this is why you're not the target demographic. And I'm like, okay, I get you, but my feelings are still there. Oh yeah. Like I sure. consciously mm-hmm. know the reason, but that feeling is still there. And yeah. oh, for sure. Um, it's just, I think I'm a super interesting person. Okay. And <laughs> it's, it's tough because so many people, and this is in regards to the podcasting side of my life, the cuddling side of my life, the sex work side of my life. So many of the people interviewing those individuals have like no affiliation. And so they tend to ask the same damn questions. And it is... It's it's a lot to ask a potential interviewer, hey, can you just listen to all the other interviews I've done so you don't end up asking the same damn questions? Yeah, like that's, that's too hard. There's only so much time in the day. <laughs> exactly. But also, I, I don't really get asked by interviewers, what questions do you want me to ask you? And right. when I meet up with my friend Jessica today, she and I were going to do an Instagram live stream Instead of me interviewing her, because I've already done that for my podcast, she's going to interview me. And she doesn't really have experience interviewing people in general. Sure. And so she asked me to send her a list of questions. And I'm like, this is why you're my best friend. And Hey, you can even answer some here if you want. I'm totally open to that. Oh, okay. Talk about any of those. (laughs) I think that's a fantastic idea. Oh, Jessica just texted me. (laughs) Okay. Why haven't you interviewed insert person here yet? Mm. So there's a bajillion reasons why I may not have interviewed a particular professional cuddler on my podcast. It could be that I have emailed them and they just never responded. It could be Mm -hmm. that I emailed them and they said, sorry, I do not have the time. I'm completely swamped. I may have already reached out to them and they said, sorry, I just, I'm like trying to be under the radar. I don't want everyone to know. Uh Sure. Got it. About this side of my life. It could be, I've literally never heard of them before. That's why I've never contacted them. There's Mm -hmm. a myriad of reasons why I haven't interviewed a specific person, but people are welcome to recommend cuddle therapists to me. I may not let them know, okay, today I emailed them. Also, on this day, they emailed yeah. back. And on this day, I sent the calendar link. Like Too many details. Yeah, you got to be patient. Email. And so <laughs> that is why I haven't interviewed insert person here yet. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I have, I have several questions about geography. Because mm-hmm. despite living in the U.S. my entire life, I'm still learning geographic terms. Like, sure. I was recently in Vegas. Two days mm-hmm. ago, I was in Vegas. And... My friend and I had a debate with Uber driver as to whether Nevada (laughs) is considered Southwest or West Coast. My friend is from Arizona, very Southwest. And I was saying, well, Nevada doesn't touch the Pacific Ocean. So I don't consider it a West Coast state. Right, right. It's Nevada is mostly desert. Yes. That's that's the Southwest, man. But he was was not having it. And I... (laughs) 24 years of age, came across the term mid-Atlantic. Uh, I thought okay. that, I thought New England and the mid-Atlantic, I thought they were all just New England. 
Like I would consider New York, New England. Yes. And I am someone who prides myself as a being, as a, as a very like history and geography oriented person. But I have several questions. Like if I were to tour the Midwest, where would I go? If I were to tour the mid Atlantic, where would I go? And if you work any job where you're selling your time, you probably get a lot of DMs on social media that's like, when are you coming to Australia? When are you coming to New Zealand? When are you coming to Brazil? And it's very entitled. What do you mean when? That costs know, money. Right? Exactly. Like, I have a passport, but I still got to spend thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, that's and, not going to happen. And like, there are so many wildfires happening right now. There's wildfires mm. happening in Canada. I just, I just heard. And, you know, there are heat waves. There, there's yeah, so many terrible. natural disasters going on. And so mm. I have to research that before I go to a place. Like, right. don't come to Hawaii right now. Do not go no, to Oahu. Do no, not go. And so not. my boyfriend and I were recently talking because I went to Toronto earlier, July. He was like, gotcha. Do you look up CDC guidelines before you travel internationally? And I'm like, I know, right? Oops. And I he's didn't like, think of that either. Yeah. I mean, wear my mask and I'm vaccinated. So yay. But I still should have checked the CDC guidelines for Canada before I went. And so he was like, yeah, when I went to Japan for the first time, one of my buddies told me that I should look up what vaccines to get before I travel to a country that's not the US. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably a very smart thing to do. Um, (laughs) And So there's that I have to also factor in. There are so many things that need to be considered when I tour. And so I only do fly me to use and I only tour within the US because it's hard enough to arrange a tour in your home country. Right. So you have done this. You've gone to different parts of the country to do your your cuddle work. Yeah, I've. Oh, well, last October, a friend and I went to Disneyland and I was not planning on cuddling any clients there. I was like, this is the best (laughs) friend this is the best friend's vacation. I'm here to have a good time at Disneyland. And then, of course, the last day we were there, you know, we check out of the Airbnb, but there was still a bit of time between us checking out and us needing to go to the airport. And so my friend was like, okay, I'm going to visit one of my buddies who's in the Santa Ana area. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'll just chill out. And then, of course, I get contacted by a cuddle client in uh, Los Angeles area and I'm like I don't know I'm like on the fence I mean he says he wants to see me for three hours so you know he got money, money and yes but it's also like uh, should I just I did a lot of walking in Disneyland I was like oh my god my back. <laughs> yes <laughs> I get it I kid you not the first day we were at Disneyland we were there for 13 hours that's a long time on your feet we were not on steroids but you would think <laughs> since we were there for 13 hours, we were on steroids. Mega and day, so yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I don't have anything else to do before. Might as well make some I money. Need, I need to go to the airport. So yeah, so make some money. And so um, that person ended up becoming a regular. Mm. He now books at least one overnight appointment with me every single month. Oh, wow. And when I do an overnight we usually meet up at a restaurant, we eat dinner, and then okay. we congregate 
wherever we're sleeping. Nice. So then does does the client pay for you to get there or do you have to pay that yourself, your your travel time or travel, however you get there? Oh, we've never done overnight in Southern California. It's always oh, in my home gotcha. territory. Of gotcha. So you're not traveling far. Okay. Got it. That's nice though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then do you get paid by the hour when you do that when it's overnight? Because that'd be a bit. Oh, that's a, I charge a flat fee. It's yeah. Okay. Hourly is for short appointments, yeah, yeah. not, you know, so it's, 14 it's hour probably more of a discount when they do overnight because instead of actually paying hourly, <laughs> I haven't actually hours. done the math. Okay. Gotcha. You just, but I charge over a thousand dollars. Okay. Got it. That's so nice. What a, what a great, it's, I bet you love when you get those because that's a big chunk, you know, like, and yeah, he is totally down to get a hotel room for us and pay for Uber rides from the restaurant to where we're sleeping. But mm-hmm. lately I have been renting a lot of Airbnbs for him and I. Okay. With Airbnbs, I really get to indulge on my personality. Like you could be indulgent with hotel rooms. Don't get me wrong, but right. they all look the same, whether it's Hyatt or Holiday sure. Inn and with Airbnbs, it's like, I'm not the kind of person who just gets a bland Airbnb with all white walls and all white bed. Because if right. I wanted to stay in a hotel, I would stay in a hotel. But yes, I want to get that full experience. And oh, so yes. and um, it is a home basically like, right? It's kind of a home. Yeah. And one of the questions my has asked me, what does your ideal home look like? And I'm like, I don't know, man, every single Airbnb <laughs> stay in. I'm like, this is what I want my home to look like. For example, in June, I got this super eclectic, super colorful Airbnb and it had a balcony on the second floor and the view was immaculate. It was so beautiful. It's not like you're looking at a bunch of other suburban houses, roofs, right? That's not the kind of view I want. And so Mm -hmm. that was absolutely gorgeous. And I recently Okay, I found this on Airbnb, but they call themselves a boutique hotel. I love me a good boutique hotel. And this um, Airbnb had a lobby area. Mm. And so basically the first floor was just a bunch of fancy furniture. Oh, my gosh. And then went up the stairs and then there's the door to my room because there's about six living quarters in the Airbnb. So I got the highest room the house it was this tall victorian house nice and um it's dubbed the historic hensley house because this one mayor from like the 1800s used to live in there and his last name was hensley so this airbnb had character because has been around for quite some time it does not look you know 250 years old it looks nice pretty good yeah they fixed it up maintain it but it had that history to it. That's it, fun. It had like furniture that made me think of the Palace of Versailles. And it's like mm. all of these Airbnbs that I'm choosing are so different, but they're also like welcoming. And that's one of the things I think my clients like about is that I pick Airbnbs that just are just they make you feel good to be in. When I started mm. out when I was like 20 years old and I was 
completely new to Airbnb, I would literally pick the cheapest possible yeah, thing. I would sure. find like a specific room within somebody's house. So it's like $45 a night. And, mm-hmm. you know, you would hear other people in the house and the walls oh. are thin. And it's just, yes. you can't go to the bathroom without having to say hi to the landlord. It, yeah. it was not good. Okay. Right. 20 year old me made mistakes. 20 year old me did not have the money I have today. So I can afford Airbnbs that are more than just 45 bucks a night. And so honestly, I'm just, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, wow, people in the past actually paid me for that, but <laughs> I've gotten better. So you do you actually rent the Airbnb and then they pay you for your time or do they actually pay for the Airbnb? Like, how do you work that out as a business model? Mm-hmm. I am very lucky to live in an area with so many Airbnb options, which is a blessing and a curse because that means landlords are greedy and they're buying a property and they're hoarding it. Yeah, yeah. But one of the ways I say like, fuck you to the parasitic landlords is I rent out <laughs> their Airbnb and I make money off of that and I make more money than they do. And so <laughs> um, yes. that's how I say fuck you to the landlords because mm. landlords are discriminatory. I don't think it's an actual job. And if it was a job, then they would be spending a majority of their work hours rejecting people as opposed to actually right welcoming them in mm-hmm. yeah exactly so so you get to spend time with this with your client and you cuddle and you hang out and basically kind of be like a companion with them right mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting that you said companion because when people hear companion they think about dates and some some professional cuddlers don't like saying they go on dates with clients. And I'm like, a typical date in America is going to a restaurant. Right. So many of my clients have taken me to a restaurant and then we eat a nice meal and right. we enjoy each other's company. Yes. And they pay for it. I don't pay right. for the bill. I'm the lady. <laughs> it's a date. And a lot of people are able to separate, you know, their romantic lives from their life that is shared with a professional cuddler. A lot of them sure. are capable of that. They're capable of doing that, right. I get it. Yeah, some people can, some people can't. I think that's probably what the deal is. But if they can, then then they can they can do that. And it's mutually good for you and for them. Mm-hmm. Very, very intriguing. Quite the business. Was there anything else you want to talk about? I mean, we've talked all about your business and how you do the podcast and we've talked about your erotica writing. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on or talk about? Um, I don't know when this, I, I don't know when this episode will be released, but there is a good chance that by the time this does get released, I will have announced bunch of a bunch of tour dates because I am going all out for nice. September and October. Oh, I am nice. so excited for fall. I've been having a wonderful summer. I'm going to go to Santa Cruz this Saturday and, and have a bunch of fun with friends at the beach, but I am also so stoked for autumn. I normally don't plan more than one tour at a time, but right now okay. I got a Google Doc open and I'm going to organize everything and Sure. You got to stay organized, especially if you're me and 
you're going to start offering dual cuddles, meaning you got to coordinate with yeah. another cuddler's time and a client's time. And so I got, I got so many exciting things to work coming up, like dual cuddles. I, ooh, I just rented or I just made a reservation for a Halloween ooh. type airbnb and so how fun i've never even seen the movie beetlejuice i really gotta watch it but like the kitchen is beetlejuice themed and there's like a bedroom that's like cabin in the woods themed oh it's fantastic there are so many airbnbs in the san francisco bay area and so Mm. i am so excited to just take a bunch of photos in that in october because i got a really good deal i mean there is there's a lot of Airbnbs where if you get it on Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. it's like two hundred dollars a night. <laughs> yeah. and, but for the past couple of months, I've been posting in I've been having in calls from Sunday, Tuesday. So it's mm-hmm. you know cheaper on my end. But I've been getting a decent amount of clientele from nice. Sunday to Tuesday. And so I I think that a lot of my clients are gonna be thrilled to snuggle me in a in a spooky yeah that sounds like for a great october. place to stay yeah how oh, fun you can advertise it as you know not only is it october but also you're gonna stay in that halloween themed bnb that's airbnb that's super fun absolutely i need to make more themed ones huh wouldn't they be fun if they had a bunch of different themed ones all over the place yeah like, i mean really cool one of my friends, this is the friend I went to Disneyland with. Mm. He found an Airbnb where it's haunted mansion themed because most wow. people, maybe I shouldn't say most people, but yeah. a lot of cool people, their favorite ride <laughs> at Disneyland is the haunted mansion. Oh, and, it's a, yeah, it's an awesome ride. <laughs> yeah. Don't think it's in the San Francisco Bay Area. It's probably somewhere more like Los Angeles or Miami, something like that. Okay, sure. Oh, well, but that's cool though. Maybe, cool. Maybe, maybe that's the thing that'll start happening. That's pretty cool. I just saw on Instagram that someone create a, created a, Airbnb for like BDSM rooms, which is like just fascinating. A like, kink BNB. I mean, it's just really interesting. They have all these different rooms, and the rooms, some of the rooms have sex furniture, some of them have kinky stuff. It's it's really, really quite an interesting idea, I think. Yeah. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to mention? We should probably have you mention where people can find you, which social media platforms you're on, and the name of your podcast again, and where they can find that. Okay. My name is Felicity Azra. I am the host of Pro Cuddle Hustle podcast, and I am the only host of that podcast. I have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Felicity Azra. I make 95% of my Patreon posts completely free to the public. But if you would like to monetarily support me, I have like 15 different tiers ranging anywhere from a dollar a month to $150 a month. So you got a lot of options. And if you would like to interview me for your podcast, my email address is felicityazara at gmail.com. If you want me to interview you, same email. I am on pretty much every social media platform, but I would say I am most active on Instagram and TikTok. Most professional cuddlers aren't active on Twitter and Facebook. There are, there are some, but 
Mm. Very few of them are active. And so I like to go where I'm going to get the most engagement. And I am on YouTube. I am in the process of hiring a freelancer to control my YouTube channel because it's difficult having to find people to interview, then edit the audio and do social media like it's it's nice to outsource some labor and have someone else take care of the youtube channel for sure and if you're a freelancer who wants to help me out you can contact me at felicity at gmail.com i do not have a website for my podcast yet but that is one of my many 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 side projects and which apps can people find your podcast on I was just getting, I was just getting there. So I would absolutely love if you were to rate and review Pro Cuddle Hustle on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I believe those are the most popular podcasting apps. And with Spotify, I don't know if reviews are public, but on Apple Podcasts, anyone can read other people's um, testimonials and so far, Pro Cuddle Hustle has had, you know, star ratings on Apple, but no one has left a worded response. Mm-hmm. And I'm also on Good Pods, which is an app for podcasters to network with each other. And so I've left positive reviews for a lot of the podcasts that have interviewed me. So also, please listen to more episodes of Ruan's podcast. And... <laughs> That's all I've got to say. Awesome. I have one question, though. Do you have different handle names for the different platforms or do you have one that's you most commonly use? Like, what are you called on like Instagram, your handle? That is a very, very good question. I almost <laughs> forgot. On TikTok, I am Cuddle Felicity. But on YouTube, I'm Magnolia Flowers. And that's a zero instead of an O for Magnolia. And okay. I'm Pro Cuddle Hustle everywhere else, like Linktree, Facebook. Reddit, all that good stuff. And awesome. You can just search hashtag pro cuddle hustle on, on TikTok. You can search the hashtag pretty much on every platform and you will be directed to me. So okay. don't be discouraged. Like I use my YouTube for my podcast, but I also use it to upload dance films. Okay. I direct. They're good. Watch my dance films. I invest like thousands of dollars into it. Nice. So -hmm. your dance films are also on YouTube. Okay. Just taking some notes so I can write about you in my my show notes. YouTube dance videos also. Awesome. Professional dancer and a filmmaker. I didn't really do that, but I am. Yes. Well, it's good to mention that for sure. Well, thank you so much. This has been really fun. I love learning about what you do and what you offer to people. It's it's an interesting profession that a lot of people don't know about. So thank you for coming and sharing. And it's been a great chat. Thank you so much. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have an awesome day. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you for listening to that. You can connect with Felicity at TikTok. Cuddle Felicity, YouTube Magnolia Flowers, and other places, Pro Cuddle Hustle, as she said. And she has tour dates coming up. Very intriguing thing. I love the whole Airbnbs that are themed. I mean, how fun is that? Gosh, that's so much fun. So check out all of my books, my 
my erotic books and my erotic audiobooks at the link down the podcast show notes. I also have an exclusive level to this podcast. If you would like to join for $3 a month, you can get all those episodes that have the little lock on them. And you can join for $3 a month or more if you choose to support me. So thank you so much to all the people that already do this support me and the people who are going to. It really helps me continue to create this podcast. And I really, really appreciate her support so much. So thank you. Don't forget to enjoy your bodies. We were given these organs for a reason to enjoy ourselves. Give yourself an orgasm today. Think of it as your own body healing itself. An orgasm will bring you hormones that make you feel good. Amazing. Reduce stress. It will help you sleep if you do it before you go to sleep. It's a natural sleep aid, baby. And it will help you just relax and feel good. Have a fresh outlook. Often you feel so refreshed and exhilarated after an orgasm. Use your body, baby, and make yourself come today. Oh, fuck yeah. Whether you do it alone or with someone else or multiple someone else's, make sure you come today, baby. Enjoy your body. Enjoy your life. Pleasure is yours. Pleasure is yours every day. If you give yourself an orgasm, you have the power to do that. And it's good to do and it's healthy, brings blood flow down to those organs. It helps them be functional. It helps you think about them. It really is healthy. Don't listen to these people who say it's not. They don't know what they're talking about and they have weird thoughts, baby. They're not good. So don't forget to come today and you have an amazing fucking day. Thank you for listening this long. You're awesome if you're still here. I love you. Bye-bye now. Have a good day. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning to get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going bare. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean.